0: Just the fact that they believe that he's the best yeah, coach 100%, yeah, is unbelievably powerful. Then if the fact that he is as well, like that's the buy-in that sometimes coaches, if there's any bit of doubt, they don't get that. Subscribe to the Football Pod wherever you get your podcasts. You know, that wasn't an All-Ireland winning performance. Probably should have won the game based on the second half performance. Is it a step too far to say it was the performance so far of the World Cup? Maybe not.
1: OTBA's performance rankings with Gillette. I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head that performance was just... Like that intensity
2: yeah feel free to uh, give us a bit of crap in the comments if you want for not getting to what it is that you want us to cover in the Gillette Labs performance rankings this week because there's just too much going on Shane wanted us to start in the green by the way which we do on very special occasions when there's only one thing that we can really talk about and we need to make sure we do it but we're not doing it oh yeah it's not a big deal yeah it's not the Grand Slam on it. go away would you uh, can I also just say it, it shouldn't be Monaghan in the green at all it, it should, should be, be Kieran McManus like what the hell, Conor McManus? Conor McManus? Jesus Christ!
0: That's the the old Sunday game trick. <laughs> Where uh,
1: Kieran Kieran was a good footballer. Of his day, I thought he was going. one apologize. I've had a little
2: senior moment at the start of the show today. <laughs> you, Can you pissed me I off me you, coffee That's twice you pissed f- me off already f- this morning. Great
1: player, Kieran McManus.
0: He was. He was. To be fair, all nowhere near
1: I'm as pretty good. Pretty sure he's an all star. I was.
2: I've been out here, Joe. That's all. Screwing up. Screwing up the Hall of Fame is one of the great things that the GA has managed to do over the last 10 years where they, they launched it and then just forgot about it because it obviously didn't have a sponsor at the right level. Uh, and I don't mean that like a, a brand, somebody wasn't driving it, but like
0: McManus. Yeah, statue in the town, maybe. Statue well, I don't town. know. It's just this is ridiculous. Uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah, sorry, not, we're, we're, not, we're, we're not starting with the green. No, we're not. We're not. We're, we're starting the red, and because uh, then uh, you can't clip that bit. Exactly. Yeah, the news that uh, <laughs> the news that came late <laughs> last night. What, what was it after ten o'clock? It was ten twenty p.m. Uh, thank you, Colum. Um Antonio Conte gone from Spurs. Hardly surprising, but. Um, I guess the international break was a perfect window to, in which to do it. Now we now have a, a clear understanding of his performance record in terms of uh, how he compared uh, managerially percentage-wise to uh, his other clubs. Juventus lads, he had a win percentage of sixty-seven point five percent. At Chelsea, it was down slightly, sixty-five point one. Down slightly again at Inter, sixty-two point seven, and fifty-four point one at Spurs. I think F- the big thing is that he won leagues everywhere, though he did.
2: Yeah, not at Spurs, no. A- trouble. At Inter, that was uh, you talked to Inter fans. Um, when that news came
0: through, they like, oh, this is transformative. He's going to win the league because he also wins the league. Mm.
2: Yeah, maybe he will.
0: It's slightly strange that his second uh, man in command, Stellini, is taking the the job to the end of the season. Ryan Mason as well. There was a video that went viral recently. I don't know if you lads saw it. Of um, during the AC Milan game, the second leg, and T- Tony Conte is giving directions to Harry Kane, and Ryan Mason is standing beside him. And Kane looks to Mason as if to say, "What is he saying? What is he talking about here? What's what's what does he want?" And Mason just shrugs his shoulders. He's like, I don't know. Walks away. It's brilliant.
1: Well, the did uh, seem to have the magic touch for a couple of games where Conte was away. Just the timing That's not a little bit strange as nobody else thinks. Like, we're eight days now since their last game. We're, you mentioned the international window, Shane. Like, the international window isn't really closed. Like, it's mm, a bizarre yeah. timing. If you were into a bit of a conspiracy there... Um, I don't know how we feel about a nice conspiracy Tim hat, in the morning. Throw it a over. Of, there's a little bit of tin foil hat, but England have um, just finished their game, obviously, and Harry Kane would have been very much front and center over the last number of days, obviously, chatting about all that. And now is not. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be commenting about this thing. It's it's strange timing. I di- whatever about that slight tin foil hat aspect to it. It's certainly strange, isn't it? That like there's no new information has come to light. Well, the rant is well old. The- Unless
2: they've sidled up to. The training sessions hadn't. There was nothing. There was there was no work being done. He wasn't due back. He he was in Italy. He was due back to take training, and so it was like, "Don't come back." That was yeah. it. So there was no job for him to do in the meantime. There was going to be job for him to do, and also I, I think to your point, uh, if they had sacked it, there would have been constant questions of Harry Kane. They wait until the moment where the news dump happens at its most appropriate moment, and obviously this was done ages. Like yeah. they, you know, they were just. Coming I'll, to an arrangement, even in terms of clearing the decks to talk to the new person, whoever that would be. Maybe that's the development. Maybe it, there's a little. Well, I think the other. Sorry, the, you bring up developments like Thomas Tuchel. The 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 um, the dominoes are falling. Other clubs are getting their managerial house in order, so um, they want to know what's out there. And it, it, I don't think they're going to get somebody new in this season. It like it looks like mm. that dynamic duo partnership who have taken the club over already for couple of big games and done pretty well in those big games. I think that's the
0: the thing here. But uh, we're like we're not you knew it was coming, so it's not a surprise. Nagelsmann, I mean the timing of Nagelsmann's departure uh from Bayern is you know could work out perfectly for them if they wanted to go for him. I think he's the favorite. Is he? Uh let me just double check the odds. Uh he certainly last night when I checked him was the favourite, but it would not make sense? No. The,
1: the, the, they've confirmed that the two lads are taken to the end of the season, right? Isn't that in itself slightly bizarre? Because, like, if an Egelsman or a Pachetin or whoever it is that comes available, surely over the next, there might have about weeks over the next few days, they're just going to go, "Grad, you're in," and then they have to slightly kind of go back in the word a little bit. But uh, well, no one cares at that stage, right? Maybe nobody cares. Kant, the whole Conte thing has been slightly bizarre in a lot of ways. There's not many people saying that the job is above Conte. Right, Like it's more to do with this sort of narrative that he's pumping himself, obviously posts his 10 minute rant and obviously results and they're standing at the table and all that kind of stuff feeds into it. But at the same time, there's not a lot of people going, he's just not up to the job here. Like he's going to walk into a
0: big job in Italy or somewhere else somewhere, somewhere very soon. He just checked out mentally, didn't he? So long ago. Like it must have been a strange few months for Spurs fans where like our manager doesn't even care anymore. I know he's had his look. He said, close family and friends passing away in the last number of months. He's had the gallbladder surgery. So he's had a tough time of it, Antonio Conte. And I suppose you forget sometimes that these lads are human beings, even though we're always like, oh, well, they're in loads of money. They're, they're well compensated for their, for their travails. But still, you have to have some sympathy for the man. And it's probably best for everyone that he's gone now, for himself included. Fergus Keogh wants to
2: know, is Conte really the
0: problem or is it
2: Spurs?
1: I think it's the latter I mean he's asking the question and I think he knows the answer like it's not a series it was a fourth manager in four years I was surprised it's only that few but there does seem to be a constant Pochettino's probably the one outlier just this constant cycle of managers and you know not buying players in the correct positions well, not buying the best players available the whole Harry
2: Kane saga mm. limping on I did think that there was a, a world in which actually Conte and the timing of his arrival at Spurs was perfect the stadium was open they still had Harry Kane he was a manager who would anticipate and expect a massive injection of cash. They have the resources to do that on the basis of the amount of money that they're making on every match day that we keep hearing about and the fact that, like, Champions League football means that they'll be able to fill the stadium, blah, blah, blah. It, it felt like it was actually a perfect marriage of of opportunity and moment and somehow Spurs and Conte, I think, both blew it. I, I don't think Conte emerges unscathed from this. I don't think Conte is, is still... Uh, at the same level as a manager that he was Uh, now the team is fourth that's probably about where they should be but Mm -hmm. I still think that they could probably have been pushing Manchester United this season I don't see a significant difference between the, uh, the two squads or I don't think it's as big as everybody says it is and they did invest loads of money and it was supposed to be players that Paratici was buying for Conte and Conte's style of football so he definitely uh, suffers in this and Spurs like really I, I mean you know if you're a world class manager who's thinking about enhancing your reputation as opposed to just getting a payday are you going to Spurs now? Like Spurs would be much better getting Brendan Rodgers in than Julian Nagelsmann if you talk to the we had Jasmine Babb on the show for ages and she's like Nagelsmann's teams don't make any sense his style of football doesn't make any sense so I'm not surprised Byron kicked him out like Somebody here is saying in our comments, uh, Nagelsmann came on the market so they pulled the trigger on Conte and apparently Spurs wanted him before they brought Conte in. He is the archetypal, short-lived, 18-month manager who comes with a massive backroom team and a massive reputation and you're paying him for two or three or four years and you're on to your second or third manager afterwards. So. Mm -hmm. The you know
0: well, are you waiting? Are you waiting? If you are one of those managers, to see if Spurs get top four because the then music
2: starts, the merry-go-round goes, <laughs> somebody hops on the carnival, the barkers are there, like roll up,
0: roll up. I'd say there is a lot of managers looking at that Spurs squad, going, oh, I don't fancy them getting top four this season, so maybe don't take over the job now. Wait but, and see uh, I if I they get know. Champions League.
1: On Jur's point, I don't know that that changes at any point. Like they just they're not going to ever spend enough money in the market, and even like there was a chat about Desirbe, wasn't over the last couple of weeks. Like, would you? Stay at Brighton and build your project there under some like really smart. They make some really smart acquisitions. They've obviously got an amazing uh, pool of players there. Or do you hop into this absolute like basket case of a club <laughs> where you're going to probably knock a year out of it and then they're going to run you out of town? And Kane will be out the door as well, probably. It does. It does. It increasingly look like, it like obviously is Kane going to be uh, Matt Latissier, right? And look back in his career and go. I mean, sorry, Matt Letizia doesn't look back on his <laughs> career. The many things he does at the minute is to not look back on his career with any regrets, but he probably should do, I would say. And Lee Merchant, um, I saying? But is he, is he going to look back on his career and say, oh, I really, really, really should have got out of there when the goal was good?
2: Well, I think Spurs are a much bigger club than Southampton, first off, and, you know, so Harry Kane's also, like, England's record top goal scorer, so. Uh, and has a golden boot at the World Cup so I suspect he'd be happy enough yeah
0: but if King was in the punditry in 10 years time do you do you want as your super underneath your name on TV when Spurs are playing oh finished Greatest fourth fourth score in the history of English football yeah but uh, for, uh, for club so games post 92 for club games I mean what trophies he won I mean sure. I, okay gotta but win trophies
2: chair. you don't actually it turns out you, I, you actually don't that's all bollocks right like oh I won I won three league cups I'm a genius like we, we uh, you, know can't t- crap you can't s- have won. It, with, anyway, with a, pl- a player with
1: Kane's ambition you have got to be thinking he yeah. wants to be at Man City or he wants to be at an Arsenal probably not Arsenal he wants to be at a club that are actually winning something
2: surely yeah but I, I don't think the ship has sailed I um, I, I think Spurs are going to spend money and Spurs did spend money like it, Spurs were big big spenders last year and have been slightly unfortunate with some injuries and. Um, So I don't think it's beyond the bounds of possibility that they will spend. It's just that I don't think that the culture of spending and the the architecture built around scouting is is good enough and strong enough at the moment. So that's why I'd be wary if I was one of those uh, world-class managers. The one thing about Deserby is, right, so how much is Deserby on at Brighton? No doubt he's on a million and a half to maybe two and a half million max. Does he then get 10 million for going to Spurs? In which case, irrespective of whether or not it's a basket case, what are you saying to that, Adrian? Um, Does that change uh, your tune?
1: Which? which where, where's the bit of paper? The bit. My pen? <laughs>
2: where do I sign? Uh, all right. Move on. Um, will United be knock, knock, knocking on Evan's door this summer, asks Jim Sullivan. Again. Stranger things have happened. Uh, James McCullough. Morning, gents. I'm good at out GA not in the green for the performance rankings. We were predicted mid-table in Division 3, but topped it with six wins and only one point lost. It's a remarkable story. We will, we will do the rest of the uh, League GA stories later on in the week and we'll get into the power rankings and all that kind of stuff as well it doesn't matter who takes over Tottenham will always be a club of the bottle it's in the club's DNA a club of the bottle I like what you've said there it may well be a typo but it makes perfect sense to everybody and we all know exactly what you mean they are (laughs) a club of the bottle did Rory did, did Rory bottle it did, did Rory should should he have been in red I, I don't
0: two think up with three to play in the yeah. semi-finals of the world match play maybe and then he beat Scheffler in the consolation match I don't know I think.
2: or is is Rory in green
1: because his form is back
2: there you go
0: I don't know the,
1: um, the Ferguson to United thing by the way it's been interesting to see my social media feeds have been stacked full of like the latest sort of hipster football uh, what would you call them contributors oh, yes. in, in the uh, in, in England basically who've all sort of like in a domino effect Oh this guy Evan Ferguson. They've all seen each other making videos about Evan Ferguson and the last latest one is Goldbridge and he's gone this Evan Ferguson guy. I mean he's been ca- even Ivan e. Ferguson I saw him get called him one of them and uh, you know United United should be interested in this guy. I've just discovered him.
0: Um, <laughs> named so. after the poet Ivan Boland of course. Of course famously uh, shall we move on to the other yeah. uh, performances of the weekend? And uh, still in the red is. Because Goldbridge uh, pro him, obviously, yes. Oh, yeah, they are. It's like, I've discovered this kid. Yeah. You remember you heard it here first? And the 20 other influencers. What a scout you are, Goldbridge. Well done. Um, Irish women's rugby, bad weekend. You kind of thought, oh, they're going to get some revenge on Wales after last year, but uh, it wasn't to be uh, in that match in Cardiff. And a disappointing defeat. Uh, nearly 5,000 people a record crowd over in Wales as well for them um, ill-disciplined I think is a is a phrase you could use to describe Ireland's performance Nicola Friday the captain was, was fairly disappointed speaking afterwards and she pointed to a number of things it's one thing losing a game in the Six Nations but when you haven't played well for the guts of an hour it, uh, it certainly adds to the element of disappointment and it leaves you thinking right well we've England and France at home uh, those games, with all due respect to the Irish team, are going to be very, very difficult to get anything from. So this seemed like an opportunity to maybe sneak a, uh, a top three place in the Six Nations this year, but it's off to the worst possible start, lads. It's it's fairly disappointing, to say the least. It's a way to get a disaster. Uh, it's, um, certainly, there's, there's
2: a few people, I don't know if, if you follow the, the same people on Twitter that I follow, but there's a, a guy who's been involved in club rugby in the women's game for ages, who, uh, like every couple of weeks, will have a a long thread of the list, the litany of problems in women's rugby. And every time you read it, you're like, well, this all seems to make a lot of sense. And uh, it doesn't seem like the stakeholders in the club game were ever involved in what happened over the last 18 months to two years. So it looks like there's been uh, the phrases window dressing, I think in Roy Keane's piece in the um, Mail today. A lot of window dressing is done at the top level. And they're hoping somehow that last season's tour to Japan could somehow get the current crop up who, bear in mind, don't have all their best players because we've decided to prioritise the sevens over the 15s game because of World Cup qualification leading to extra money. And so then it kind of becomes self-financing. We're trying to fight these two wars on two different fronts with no resources, really, when you compare the women's game to the, the men's game or even the Irish women's game to the English or the French women's game or now it turns out the Welsh who are all playing their club rugby um, in England too so uh, I, I, it must be very difficult for the coaching ticket um, for them to assess where to go but the IRFU are totally and utterly 100% responsible for this and the people who are in charge of the IRFU have been involved in the IRFU for a long period of time we saw that letter that um, the players all signed is that two years ago now? is it is it is it less than two years? is it uh, so I don't know I think that this is the chickens coming home to roost really and um, the talk of finishing third now looks fanciful and it's a real rod for their backs because that's what they said like oh we, we need to be the best of the rest behind France and England and the performance levels weren't there they looked well off it this may be an overreaction to one bad performance and maybe they can recover it over the rest of Six Nations or else it is just a wake up call for the IRFU to go actually the stuff that we're pretending to be doing here by offering contracts and giving ourselves great pats on the back as an organisation for our equality, is miles off where it needs to be. It was
1: very dispiriting, really dispiriting. And the points that you make mean that it's not going to get all that better anytime soon. Like that entire Wales 23. And by the way, you have to remind yourself that we were within a hair's breadth of getting the wooden spoon last year as well. And we're not going to be a million miles off. It was a last minute try against the Scots that saved at that time. But um, the Wales 23 are all playing their rugby in the Premier 15s, which is the best league in the world. And the Irish players... um, Aren't and you know they're very much encouraged, obviously, to be home based players. But, like you say, the system that's feeding the men's team, for example, and all the plotters they've got over the last while is just not there on the women's side. Uh, Wales were, um, Wales were grand, like they were, they, they, uh, their world class basics, to borrow the phrase of the last seven days, were absolutely, uh, their basics were world class, they really were, like it, it wasn't as if they were doing anything um Wildly different to Ireland. It's just they were able to execute all the basic skills brilliantly. It, yeah, and, it, and 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 like you know, and like look, uh, there is there's the there's the structure bit, and then there's the right. We have to pick ourselves up and we have to welcome France to Dublin, obviously next Saturday, and we need to Cork, Cork, sort of, Errol, They're all Ireland the must or to, yeah. to Cork. Sorry, you're right. There's um, that bit going on, and look, they'll be grasping at sort of whatever positives they can. It was five five in the second half. Um Maybe there's some way of. France is probably you know France um, struggled against Italy actually uh, over the weekend as well which in itself was slightly bizarre but maybe more of an indication that Italy are also going to uh, finish ahead of Ireland in um, in the Six Nations but yeah you just couldn't get away from the sense of it just been an incredibly deflating experience.
0: Yeah, the spurting and, and look, Wales kind of targeted that young Irish team as well. We kind of spoke with Qu- Quinny on that on Friday. Like Saiv McGrath's only 18, and she's thrown straight in, and the Welsh pack just targeted her. You could clearly see that. So the the youthful players in the Irish team had a tough time, but look, it's an experience for them. But uh, unfortunately for them, had to be in the red. I mean, we'll stick with rugby for the uh, for the amber lads because next uh, weekend, I guess you could say, for the Irish provinces in the URC, Leinster will be top seeds in the URC playoffs. Uh, that uh, stunning 22 all draw with uh, the Stormers. Um, so the 19 game winning run comes to an end but I don't think they'll be too upset a lot of Leinster players uh, of course missing uh, after the Grand Slam uh, exploits but a number of good tries Scott Penny and Max Deegan among them Rob Russell as well I think Leo Cullen will be pretty happy with with the way things went They were getting killed in
2: the first half by a team laden with Springboks and then they fought back to um, I think maybe they'll be a bit disappointed that they didn't get the victory in the end Uh, like a difficult game for them but when you look at the list of players who are to come back in both the pack and the uh, the backs. It's like a, basically the full Ireland team, minus Sexton and Ringrose, who are going to be back in for the game against Ulster next weekend. So the strength and depth that they have is really interesting. And their ability to perform without those frontline players and their ability to come back from a situation and to dig in. There was, there was, n- there was numerous bits where there was one instant where they were attacking... And it looked like they were going to score and the ball got turned over and uh, was it the Bulls or playing? Stormers. Stormers, Stormers yeah. sorry. The South African team run the length of the pitch and they're about to run a try in when and there's great somebody's done a, a it might have been Berta Jackman on Twitter I'm not sure but points out that the, the trailing winger has made up like all this ground to just about get over and jackal the ball and that keeps them at 22 and they don't score again. So it's like this kind of turning point in the in the match where uh, it looks like you're about to score to get back in I think it might have been just before half time and all of a sudden you're forced to defend and I, I'm I'm bringing this up because it's a complete contrast with the situation at Munster and I'm really interested to hear what Alan Quinn has to say about this because of all of the low lows that Munster have had the 31 nil down at home mm. what the hell is going on there? Because mm. it we we kept hearing that, oh, the Ireland team needs to be more representative. There's all these great young players who should be
0: given an opportunity. They should be in the squad. Let's be having you now, lads. Where are you? 20 unanswered points for the Warriors in the first half. That's worrying, at ho- like at home especially. they would be worrying enough in Glasgow.
1: Well, was himself was saying, wasn't he, on Friday, that the uh, Glasgow game, the upcoming Stormers game, and the upcoming Sharks game, I think, in the URC, are way more important than the Sharks game in the uh, Heighton Cup for, for Munster. And that's an awful start for them.
0: Absolutely. In Absolutely. South Africa, those two games, like yeah. as they're looking to stay in the uh, the URC, like that's that's worrying for Munster for sure. Um, How many teams,
1: by the way, I when you when when you watch Leinster on Friday night, I love. I have to say, that for their, I'm not saying they're at uh, top of the list, but there are a few things I enjoy more than a URC game on a Friday night. It's absolute cracker. Um, but they're 17 0 down. How many teams are you looking at in that position? Going, ah, grand, no panic here. They'll probably get back into this game. <laughs> you know, like they're just, uh, just and, and, and I don't know on your point, Ger, how many of those players are actually um gonna be in the team for next weekend. Like,
2: yeah. Uh, like possibly he, none of them? V- few very few of them will will be. But um like you've no doubts about Scott Penny now as yeah. somebody who will be the long term successor to Josh Van Der Fleer
0: or 10 if, years time if, like if he needs
2: to get if he needs to step in uh, at any point that he's gonna be capable of doing that. And um, like you're definitely. I, I have my uh rugby app going, who's, who's this? What's this? Where's that? What age is he? And um, I don't know, it's an incredible testimony to the quality of coaching that's going on. Like, I, I, you know, in fairness, Munster did come out in the second half and show something, so there is something for them to work on in training this week, but it's very, very disappointing. Ulster, on the other hand, oh. Ulster, Ulster have
0: gone from absolute basket case to. Oh, this is what we thought you were the whole time, the Tom Stewart, sh- the Tom Stewart show. I, mean, I, I think Rob Herring will start against Leinster next weekend, but all of a sudden, Dan McFarlane has a, he has a decision to make, doesn't he? I mean, Stewart's unbelievable. His try scoring record rivals a winger, any winger in the URC. It's, it's incredible. He's, um, he's certainly putting himself. I know Hooker is probably one of those positions where we're. We've got a few options, let's be honest. Well, but, I, mean, uh, uh, the, I mean, it's incredibly attritional. So would you be terribly surprised to see him get some game time at the World Cup? I would absolutely not be at this stage. And he was involved. He was around the squad at Abbottstown throughout the Six Nations as well. Just didn't really get his opportunity. But the performances he's putting in, lads... He's only a kid as well. Dan McFarlane was keen to point that out after the game. He has things to improve as well. He gave away a couple of penalties later on in the match. But of course, he's going to. I do don't that.
1: think there's any. I mean, even what you're saying there, I think that Herring is going to start, isn't he? I mean, he's. Well,
0: oh, he will, but like, surely there's a decision to be made now. If you score a hat trick of tries, he's the form. Do you pick is the form player? The captain, isn't he? Yeah, but do you like?
1: Well, Herring's, Herring's not out of form. He literally scored a try and he's just have to yeah, of course scoring a try in the Six Nations. So.
2: Two, two other things on this. They obviously have um, largely their first choice backs available to them and that's beginning to look really impressive as well. So all of a sudden what was a complete gimme when the draw was made for Leinster looked less like a gimme than it would have been. Uh, so you can expect a, a proper game and uh, Ulster have definitely racked up big scores against Leinster before and stuff has happened in the game and their heads have dropped. So it'll be interesting to see exactly what happens
0: in that game um, clean sweep by the way for Ulster against the four South African sides
2: that's which nice. is not bad No, it's, I mean they've, they've completely rescued their season where you were wondering about whether or not um, everybody was aligned they are 100% aligned at this stage and uh, you would expect them to cause some damage later on in the, in the competition
0: as well quick word about Connacht obviously this is the end of the Andy Friend era and he's gone out with a bang yeah 41-26 point win over uh, Edinburgh bonus point win as well performance was, was very good I think the atmosphere looked fairly rousing in, in the sports ground as it usually is and um, and when you think about the fact that they're missing Mack Hanson, they're missing Bundy Aki, they're missing Finley Beelham. Pretty good. I think Collie fans this morning will be waking up with a smile on their face. I hope they've made peace with Bundy and I hope he's gonna start playing for the
2: rest of the season because they could they could definitely do with him, um, being added to the team and you know, uh adding bums on seats as well. A uh, real cult hero. So anyway, uh we say mixed weekend. Mm-hmm. It was a brilliant weekend for three of the provinces and uh, a disaster from uh Munster's perspective, but an opportunity for them to turn things around really quickly. And obviously they'll have uh, Peter Manny back in the side for next weekend. I, I do now think that all of a sudden that away game in South Africa is massive for them because if they were to go and get tanked, if they were to roll over the way they did in the first half last week, then something cultural is wrong. But if they were to be able to get a performance, you can write that off. We, we got something wrong in the build-up to it. We took our eye off the ball, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can in professional sport, you can blink away a bad performance if you get a good one. So anyway, more on that a little bit later on with Quinny. Somebody was uh, tweeting us the unofficial Continuity Monaghan GAA Supporters Club mm-hmm. with a picture of three cockroaches. Why? Because of this.
0: By the, by the way, don't rule Monaghan out yet. Cockroaches of Division 1. They've always stayed up on the last day, usually. So, beat Mayo. Hope Tyrone do them a favour Beat Norma. You just never know, lads.
2: Come friendly bombs and uh, fall on, on the uh, Allianz you just National never know. Football League and uh, there was a, another nuclear conflagration Yeah, did their bit by
0: dragging our man into the deep water and drowning them like I yeah. thought they would well you wouldn't let me talk about them in the green Ger, which I thought by the way was a disgrace you were like ah, it's not that big it's not that big a deal let's not talk about Monaghan early on no one really cares we're not leading with this. It. it's a joke let me tell you something right I, I, and clearly I said it in the clip I was, I was reasonably confident people come up to me last week in their droves on the street in the <laughs> office at home they were like Monaghan uh, Jesus. That's three people, yeah. Go on. Great, great <laughs> run, lads. Great run. He's had a great run. in Division one. It's, it's going to be a disappointing weekend for you in Castlebar, isn't it? I, I, I had to, I had to log on to RIP.ie to double check. Had the, uh, you know, had the funeral arrangements been made? Was it house private? What was the story here? I couldn't find anything. There was no mention of Monaghan's death or demise from Division One just yet. Uh, and lo and behold, they put in a performance yesterday against Mayo and Castlebar that. Belied belief, apparently, uh, and a tenth successive year. Well, in well, war your next your year.
1: underlying assumption there is that that this was par for the course. Never, it, it, from on in, it's never in doubt. But come off it, like what? It's f- uh, five five out of the last nine years. Is yep. That right? That they've stayed up on the last day. Like it's, it's absolutely in doubt. It's always in doubt. And like if you look at the record, even like over the last couple of years, they scraped through. And what last year? By uh, we, with a one point win over Dublin
0: yeah um, a one point win over Dublin yeah you'll take uh, it won't you th-
1: last year down were the only team they beat in the championship alright right? Yeah. Uh, here are their wins over the last two years in oh, the league go, now right. this is a division one division one team right who you're saying justif- justifiably um, you're about to embarrass yourself here but go on Monaghan uh, they, they beat a poor Donegal team twice Right. They beat a poor Dublin team, of course, last year. A poor Dublin team, They okay. beat Roscommon. They beat the Mayo team, who were basically already checked out oh, yeah. and had ten changes from the previous the only, weekend. The only That's the sum yeah. of their wins in total, right? Over two years. We're not talking about one year here. Sorry. Five wins in two years and somehow they stay in. And they've Tyrone, obviously, next month in Oma. And talking about dragging teams into the deep water, there was some conversation on the la- on the Sunday game last night about the possibility of which way this game was going to go. Uh, Conor McManus is the one caveat here but that notwithstanding what are Monaghan, Monaghan are not a Division 1 team they should be sorry they've been in Division 1 for 10 years they
0: should be only they, Kerry they, they have been been in Division 1 for longer they should they'd be better off taking sorry a step you forgot the, the Roscommon game that they won this year uh, by the way I mentioned Roscommon uh, sorry they came to Clowness Roscommon remember having won their first three games Monaghan were the first team to beat them, and then May- it
1: turned out they weren't as good as everybody.
0: Mayo have their first defeat of the of the year. I'm not getting drawn into your shite anyway. Monaghan deservedly a Division One team, and by the way, they're part of the furniture now in Division. Can one. I
1: ask a question? So you're looking at them last night, and they're and three to two points up after no time at all, and they look absolutely pumped. They're coming out the pitch, they're
0: fisted on yeah, it.
1: yeah. What is the problem that they just can't get pumped for games? Monaghan, yeah, they were. happy. Sorry, sorry, they do get pumped in a lot of games. I'm talking about like get pumped up for games or get get up for games. It seems like like if you look at their history over the last couple of years in the Championship of the League you have to accept that they're not beating teams around them they, stayed, they, they are beating through. teams around them
0: they're, they're staying in Division 1 every single year for the last 10 years they beat down Rannis. in the
1: Championship last year Shane
0: that yeah. was it they had, a, they had a poor Championship last year by their by their own standards of course standards they did. yeah but by their own standards yeah Monon are a top tier team sorry Monon have been in the top 6 in the country in the la, in the last 10 years that's that's the league stats for you because to fit, to stay in Division 1 you have to be in the top can I ask you, you a,
2: a, a, a legitimate question though right yes. um, uh would they actually just be better off some, some year coming through Division 2, bouncing in with a sense of confidence and a winning mentality and forgetting about the Ulster Championship and trying to make an All-Ireland semi-final? They're a bit like the Irish rugby team in that they've never been beyond the quarterfinals even though they've won a couple of Ulsters and... They, they were in the semi-finals
0: in the 18 as well, yeah. In the semi-final of the All-Ireland? Yeah, lost the to Toronto by a point. Oh, the ball. sorry, sorry. L- okay, but like th- this Monaghan team, I, I hear your point. Like sometimes are you better off with a good Division Two campaign? But the problem with Division Two is well, you lose your first two games, and all of a sudden you are thinking, Jesus, we better not go down to Division Three.
2: I, I remember talking to a, 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 one of the ultimate Monaghan GA men, and he was like, "Look, we're never going to win in All Ireland, but we can win in Ulster." And I was like,
0: "I don't." That's know not the attitude. To ha- I disagree with whoever I, that was.
2: I don't know about that. Well,
0: it's like you, you have to believe you can win Ulster. <laughs> well, I, I, I,
2: I think that like the obsession with Ulster. That's your white whale. You kill the white whale, and you're like, oh let's get fat on the blood
0: I actually think Monaghan's attitude this year is different. I look at so that my point about wanting to be in Division One. St- look at some of the young players in that Monaghan. And by the way, that Monaghan forward line, any county would be, would de- be delighted to have Conor McCarthy, Conor McManus, Jack McCarron, Mihal Banigan, Stephen O'Hanlon. It's ridiculous. The talent we of do, that we do line. just
2: have, need to take a second for Conor McManus and what oh, he's doing one at this stage of his career. Because every year at the end of the season, he'll do a piece with us for the last four or five years, and he'll be like, Oh, you're going to have to retirement. and stopped it. Just totally stopped. I don't think. You you should never retire. When you're able to do this in the league... It like, does mean going. that
1: anything's possible, doesn't it? Like That's, that's the one caveat from on And I would say. One I w- caveat, yeah. No, I would agree. And you're taking this as a personal slight, which is not intended. But I would agree that they are better off in Division 2 and going in and win a lot of games. They're, they're not. not. They're Sh- not. Shane, they've won five games against average sides in Division 1 for various reasons. Either they're, they'd, in Mayo's case, obviously checked out or they'd not been at the level we thought they were. Oh. And certainly in Donegal's case uh I, I fair enough and there's come one i could argue with you that over and back but i their their level is clearly if they've won five league games over Sorry, two years their level to, is you clearly just need to win enough games to stay up in division 1 i know but that's that's like table Rationale and it doesn't make full sense. But
2: of course it does. You stay in Division One. Uh, sorry, how many? I, I do see the benefit of it in that everybody plays Division One football yeah, all the time. But the they, they haven't been able to get to a point where they believe in themselves as realistic a lot of contenders. And
0: uh, anyway, let's sorry, move on. Sorry, Monaghan. The group. See the the group. Uh, uh, I guess structure this year that suits Monaghan down to a T. Hopefully, played, they had a super eight group with Kerry, Galway, and Kildare a few years ago and they topped it. Do you know, Monaghan, lo- it, treated like a league, and Monaghan will treat that group in yeah, the Championship okay, like a league. Okay, so and this year, all okay.
2: Ireland semi final? they're treated like Quite a hopefully. league,
1: they'll
0: be. They'll, what? 100%. If Monaghan <laughs> like a Monaghan every- league, or like, b- not, you know, not a, b- a good team's league. Vinnie Corey, Monaghan, up your bias. Don't listen to these lads. Fair play, you stay in Division 1. 10th year in a row, jealous. They're jealous. Westmeath would love to be there in Division 1. Okay, K- on. would Get out too. Of Division
1: 3, Shame with your stop.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, enjoy your Totten Cup. Um, Stephen Cluxton, will we touch on him? Because the news kind of came out of the blue yesterday. I'm going to keep my Monaghan thing on my head here, by the way, for this conversation, because uh, I've put it on now. Um, yeah, walks out of the dressing room. No one has heard any rumours that Stephen Cluxton is back in the Monaghan panel. But all of a sudden, here he is. He in, doesn't. The, in the Dublin panel. Sorry, of course, the <laughs> Dublin panel. Yeah, who did I say? Monaghan. Oh, did I? Well, Monaghan <laughs> on the brain, lads. Apologies. Um, yeah, for this game against Louth yesterday, good win for Dublin. Uh, back up to Division 1, straight back up. Um does he play? I mean, what's the what's the end game here for, for Stephen Cluxton? Is Desi Farrell suggesting afterwards that he was kind of coming into for so a few injuries? Yeah, I, I think uh, we put Dublin in the green because uh, Dublin have Mannion
2: back. Uh, they'll have McCaffrey back by the time the Championship matches matter. Which let's face it, they don't have an important match again. Obviously, the, the League Final, and then there's a month of them playing a few friendlies before they get to the group stages. Right, and there's some trophy given out in the meantime that I wonder will they go up the steps to... They certainly won't celebrate it wildly. Mm. Is it 13 in a row, 14 in a row they're going to win in Leinster? They're back because they have strength and depth. I see people like, oh, they need to change their style of play. Like, we haven't seen Dublin play football the way Dublin want to play football just yet because they don't need to. They're, they're the poster child for, like, get everybody back. Uh, get some strength and depth. And I, like, I, I assume that him coming back Means that they have significant doubts about whether or not Evan Comerford is going to be fit for the championship. I don't think he's going to start. That's my that's my instinct on this. I I don't think he's going to start. I, yeah, but I do think you think he should? I don't know. But how can you tell? Is he the same goalkeeper he was when he retired? If that's the case, then of course he should. But like the man in charge is the one with possession of the jersey who they've had in every game this year and who has done really, really well. He was brilliant yesterday, by the way. So maybe Kluxen's coming back in some kind of coaching capacity and this isn't just, uh, oh, he's coming back to, to slit the throat of his rivals. Like he, you know, I don't
1: know. I think there's a bit sort of a Paul Scholes back to United job about this. I do think that there is a requirement. They've... I look at, fair enough obviously they're low on numbers Dazzy was basically saying that yesterday that we just literally don't have enough numbers and then we've got like the greatest of all time sitting over here he said he's uh, available <laughs> whenever we need him so we'll stick him in but like you know even when you look at the coaching thing it wouldn't be the worst thing to say to O'Hanlon I mean the comfort's to maybe not going to be around the environment depending on the injury um, to say to him listen you know we've got the goat back you just like take a seat there for a while and we'll Come back to you next year. You just spend a year looking at this guy and what he does. Like he probably wouldn't have even been in and around the camp when um, Cluxton was there last year. Like there's a real the one time where everybody's starting talking about Mayo to win the All Ireland and suddenly Avengers assemble over here. Like McCaffrey's back, Mannion kicks a uh, point from the gods yesterday. Um, Cluxton's back now. I, I I take what you're saying, right? But like, isn't a half a Cluxton? As good, you know, nearly better than any other keeper that's ever
2: lived. We um, don't know. I, I like it. So, so, so that's fair enough. He hits all the, if he hits all the benchmarks in training, then yeah. maybe you have to give him an opportunity in a match to see if he's still the same. But yeah, irrespective of whether or not he is, like the. Because I remember uh, I remember talking to somebody involved with the Cork setup when Don Lowe came back. I was like, oh, you know, he's got to go straight back in. And they're like, what are you talking about? We've got Anthony Nash. Mm-hmm. No one's getting in in his place because he's in and he's playing really well so this guy who has played all season has played really well and was making brilliant saves yesterday when there was a, a goal chance there was six points down I think he makes a brilliant save the game is settled the
0: game is actually over that kind of sucks the wind out of uh, Louth so- I was even reading a piece in the Irish Times last weekend about David O'Hanlon and his kicking stats his goal kicks have been brilliant Yeah, like- so look it's a good, good problem to have, but I, I, I see people like, oh, this is, that's not what they need. Like, well,
2: it's it's amazing, it's a shot in the arm for everybody. The standards, no one's like slacking in any drill when Cluxton is around. And uh, also, doesn't it doesn't. It doesn't. Remember, it's like, oh, Desi's lost the dressing room. He's lost all these players. None of them's coming back. And here's Cluxton straight back when he, when he's needed. Mm. Like, it's incredible that they've managed to keep a lid in it for two weeks. Oh. It really
1: is. And I, like when you talk about Desi, I think that's like a in this day and age, that is, that smart, is, smartphones. Uh, like, that's, it's also detracted slightly from the bigger talking point around Dublin, which is like, where are this team going this year? Like, forty minutes in yesterday, they'd scored. If I'm right, it might have been five points. Um, yeah. Against I, look, people are talking about Louth, and that's absolutely fair enough and I'm not here to have a We've pop at Louth. but go on where is this, it'll be very interesting to see how they go in the well, we don't um, know. league We've, final against Derry I, I think don't that's think that's we're
2: going to know yet. anything about the Dubs until the quarter quarterfinal because like as Leinster champions they're going to be number one seeds life, like, life. Uh yeah they're going to be number one seeds <laughs> in, in the uh, round robin stage uh, where's their uh, neutral game
0: going to be have we worked that out yet well, it depends on who's in the group doesn't it it'll be oh, well, geographical I suppose I think, the league final,
1: I think the league final is going to be the best test we'll see of Dublin for the next while
2: I don't think the league final yes, I don't think in, in the long run how they play against Derry they might try some stuff but like uh, were they lorrying ball into the full forward line the way they did against Mead yesterday or was that just a, a, a thing for me? Are they, are they waiting on that I think the nuances of what Dublin are going to do won't emerge until they play somebody good mm. and they're not going to play somebody good for months anyway uh, we have one more in the green it's yep. France like, we're, we're not going to talk too much about this. Uh, France were amazing on Friday night. Now, we should bear in mind that a virus ripped through the Netherlands squad and they were missing four or five of their best players. But notwithstanding that, um, Kylian Mbappe, the captain, he wants a hat-trick to overtake Michel Platini this weekend. Mm. Do it tonight? Please don't do it tonight, Kylian. He's like, I might get it tonight. I'm not oh, sure. Will I get it tonight? Young. You're young, Kylian. Yeah. I don't know. Take it easy. Whatever he decides to do, he'll do. Uh, right. Uh okay, that was uh, this week's version of the Gillette Last Performance Rankings. OTBAN's performance rankings with Gillette.